The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, and we say hi to the Hall of Fame coach, Gary Barnett. He joins us as uh, Nebraska is off to Illinois tomorrow night, and Arizona State hosting the Buffs. Coach, how's your week? Uh, the week's been great. Cool down, it's been great weather. Everything's gone gone well this week, and you know, we, left, uh, we left our last game so close to you know having a chance to beat usc but if you help them they'll usually beat you and that's what we did but i think we all this is literally one of those games where we ran out of time we were playing so well at the end and uh i think everybody now is really eager to i think they're eager to play i think the fans are eager to watch them play again and so it seems like it's been a long six days getting ready for this thing two days we'll be, be able to fire it off and see what happens gary barnett with us it's really a find out friday that's what it's been deemed and that was immediate from coach rule after the nebraska michigan game 45 to 7 meaning it wasn't that close just from the jump they were a machine what do you take from that and and what do you do moving forward if you're in Coach Rule's position where you're outmanned and outclassed, but you didn't like what you saw. Michigan, they are built to last this whole season and go into the playoffs. That's not a team that requires good weather or bad the quarterback to be hot throwing the football. Or I mean, that is a solid, solid football team, top to bottom. They use all the clock. I mean, 38 minutes of possession time. You played a really good football team, and Coach Rule knows that. But as you said, there were things that he saw he's got to get rid of if they didn't compete the way he thought they should compete if they don't have it down inside to, to really go compete against a team like that then then you you've got a problem and you got to figure out a way to fix it and it's like always a combination of coaching and player uh, mentality so this game this is a real chance for nebraska this is a chance for them to fight back and overcome whatever it was they did last week or did really more what they didn't do mm-hmm. going into they're going to get a national audience everybody's going to watch and so they get a chance to really you know this is a major game for them chris i think this is a big game much bigger than it looks like they need to go in there and make a statement in this game about the rest of the season coach you nailed it that's been the narrative this week and quite honestly it was the narrative leading into this season as you're going through and picking out most important games and they're all important right but how would things work out in this short week where your national measuring stick is Michigan and oh way oh by the way there's still your Big Ten measuring stick what'd you look like how'd you play against them after four games uh, going into your fifth and then what do you do response wise good bad ugly against Michigan with Illinois who was one of the the teams in a wide open west that could have been a favorite now they're also at a crossroads this hinges uh, whether you're going to postseason or not I don't think I'm making too big a deal out of it the bye week it, it two and four versus three and three, I think it gets awful tough for Coach Rule and company to, to get to six. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. You guys, the way you played against Michigan, 
and the way Michigan played against you, very similar to the way we played against Oregon and Oregon played against us. You don't necessarily need to use that as a measuring stick. I mean, that team, Michigan didn't com- didn't commit a foul. There wasn't a penalty called on Michigan in that game. I mean, you're playing an elite team right there or a team that's playing elitely. Don't measure yourself with that. Measure yourself with what you do after that. I think that's probably Coach Rule's message, and it certainly would be mine, and I know it's been uh, Dion's message here in Boulder. Tell me a little bit about that mentality, because there's some guys who've played a lot of football that didn't show up, and he's not calling them out, but he's saying, I know you can do better. I know you're going to have a chance to play on Sundays, and you got to perform better in these big games. Tell me a little bit, Coach, from your experience, bringing that out of guys in big games and in big moments against some of those those helmet matchups. And and quite honestly, making sure a guy can can kind of break through the next chance he gets. Well, frankly, Chris, that's just coaching. That's you know, that's more coaching than what everybody thinks it is. Uh it's it's not about plays, it's not about defensive schemes, it's not about any of that. Coaching Real coaching is doing just what you said has to be done or has to be attempted, and you gotta you gotta look for every angle you can. You know, most of this is up to the player, but it's up to the coach to establish and create a relationship as best he can to get that out of him. And that's that's what coaching used to be, and I still think it is. Uh, it, it's not about having the fastest players or the you know, the most exotic schemes. So uh, week in and week out, you know, that's that's what coaching is about. So Matt's got his challenge with a bunch of guys, and it comes down to whether they buy in to him and whether they're willing to listen and let him guide them through this, uh, this uh, situation. So, you know, it's, it, it, there's two, two levels of responsibilities, player level and coaches level. How did you attack that, Coach Gary Barnett, with this, uh, with with some of your your early teams, either Northwestern or coming back to Colorado, where you had to have that that tough talk? Nebraska coach put on pads Sunday. I mean, less than twenty four hours after they played Michigan, they were in pads because that was the edict. And it sounds like it was a, it was a really good physical practice it sounds like nebraska responded the white the right way but that's that's the route rule chose well i i've done that you know you 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 do whatever your gut tells you to do in those situations but the bottom line chris is is players want to be good they want to play well uh they really do and deep down inside they know when they didn't they know when their attitude wasn't what it should be and they're like any other young person. They they need direction, and they need to be told, and they need to be confronted with it. The truth, the truth is what always sets you free, and what always is the best thing in these situations. And uh, the truth only works for you if you've always told the truth. It doesn't work if you've used mis mistruths or you haven't told told the truth along the way. So. Um, you know, that's just the coaching player relationship that, that is supposed to exist in this sport. 
Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, let's talk about Michigan State in that opening. There's been some some murmurs about Urban Meyer. Tell me what you think of the Spartan job, and what's your reaction to Na- Urban's name being mentioned? I know Bruce Feldman said that's that's not going to happen, but there's been some other reports that there's been some some discussions at least just on the periphery. Uh, well, the Michigan State job has always been uh, one of those jobs that's, that should be better than it is. And, uh, I mean, they have everything going for it. And it's it's just – D'Antonio, I think, took it to the probably the highest level it could have gone. You know, they went to a playoff, to the college football playoff. But – D'Antonio style gets, you know, it's it's like a lot of us who coach like that. It gets boring and it gets stale, and they want somebody else, and they they need to modernize everything, and and so um, you know, I think that happened with with Mark, and he probably sensed that, which is why he stepped down when he did. But it's always been that that program that you go, man, if they ever get the right guy in there it's going to take off and, be, and do really well, but it's in, it's in the big 10. It's you've you got Michigan, you got Penn state and you've got Ohio state. And those three are always going to, going to be up there unless you totally screw it up. And so it's, it's a <laughs> second level job. <laughs> unless you it's screw really, it up. Right. <laughs> that's funny. So it's that second level job. That's probably better than all the other second level jobs. And, uh, so it's, it'll be interesting. My take on Urban is, oh, I, you know, at this time there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of rhetoric. I don't know that really Urban's, you know, it's not my cho- call or my choice, but it, you know, it would be. I'm not sure that's the right person for that job, but that's their decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be a little bit surprised if Urban would jump back in after his last two or three episodes in coaching. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I'd be a little surprised, but. I, you know, I'm not totally shocked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I don't think it'll happen either. But uh, man, I've I've been wrong a lot. So, um, but it, I do think it's it's a really good second level job in that conference. Well, and I found it interesting. Also, Joel Klatt was on with Cowherd but, yesterday, where there may be some tension with Michigan mm-hmm. and Harbaugh. And uh, the the administration side, and I think Jimbo has probably got a long memory about the restructuring. And, you know, is, is Harbaugh looking elsewhere if he does get it done and wins a title this year to get back to the NFL? Uh, and if, if Michigan, for whatever reason, there's, there's a change at Michigan, uh, that would make me say, okay, the, the Michigan State job, would be even more appealing just because of the transition Mich- transition Michigan would be going through. I just I look at Urban and I look at what he has taken and he did a good job at Utah when Winningham was there. He started there in 94, so that was a, a great wingman. Uh, but then Florida and Ohio State, coach, they were loaded. I mean, they were loaded programs and I don't know that Michigan State is at that level of loaded, do you, compared to what he's walked into previously? No, no, there's, I mean, they're, they're a second level program for a reason. And, uh, it's, um, 
No, it's nothing like what he walked into at either one of those other places. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, let's do some rapid fire. Sound all right? Sounds good to me. All right, Red River rivalry. It's OU, it's Texas, Bevo minus six and a half. Tight blowout. What do you feel here? Uh, Texas, I'm taking uh, by 14. They look really good. They're playing better, as good as, maybe better than everybody in the country right now. And um, I watched them against Kansas they have players everywhere. You know, there's no weak spot. Quarterback's a great player. I'm Texas. I got Texas all the way. 300-yard passer, 200-yard rusher, 180-yard receiver, all three levels. And their O-line's different in a great way. Their defense is good. I think Texas looks good. How, what do you think of Maryland? Are they for real, or are, are you waiting to find out? They head to Columbus on Saturday, Buckeyes minus 20. Yeah, I'd take Maryland in the points. I don't know if they'll beat them, but Maryland is good. And the Buckeyes have yet to really show uh, that they're an elite team. They, We all know they're good. They've got all the players. Mm-hmm. But Maryland is playing really well, and the quarterback's playing well. I like Maryland with the points. I, you know, I would not be surprised if Maryland beat them. I don't, you know, I don't think they will, but I would. it would not shock me at all. Are they going to need a stiff drink down in Baton Rouge? They head to Columbia uh, on the heels of the Ole Miss shootout. Yeah, my Tigers are playing pretty good, Chris. Your your uh, Missouri Tigers. (laughs) Missouri Tigers, not the Missouri Tigers. The Missouri Tigers. They're playing well. And uh, they got two receivers that are fantastic quarterbacks playing well. LSU's not playing good defense, which is so out of character for them. Missouri and Kentucky have been the uh, uh, have been two teams that have given Georgia the most problems. I think Missouri gives LSU a big problem. They're six and a half point dogs. I you know, I even look for Missouri to win this game. Hmm. Outright in Columbia, uh, Coach Barnett's thinking UCLA, Washington State. Does the magic stop for the Cougs? I think everybody wants to watch this game, and uh, I. I think Washington State's playing at a really high level. And uh, I got to tell you, I think they win this game. Um, and so, I mean, UCLA's got the three-point home field advantage as far as the spread goes. But Cam Ward's playing at a really high level. And Washington State's playing at a high level. I, I like Washington State winning this game. About 10 colleges that wish they would have done a little more homework on Cam out of – incarnate word because he is a dynamite quarterback bama are they in trouble they're at a&m the slimmest of favorites one and a half for the tide you know uh my this is where you know i'm gonna root for bama i mean i don't know who's gonna win this game but i'm rooting for bama uh just because i can't understand a word jimbo says when when he starts talking but uh i uh I, I, you know, I'm a Nick Saban fan. I want Nick to win this game, so I, I, I'm, I'm doing this with my heart, not my head. Could be game of the night. Fresno State, Wyoming. Uh, Fresno State minus six. Boy, two good football teams playing there. I, I can't believe you put that one out there, but uh, that's two good game. i um, two good teams. Wyoming's uh, five and a half underdogs, mm-hmm. I think. 
It's at Wyoming. I'm going to go with Wyoming in this game. Yep, out a river, river buck. I think Wyoming might uh, defend home field. Coach Barnett, have a good trip to Arizona. We'll uh, we'll get caught up soon. Thanks, Chris. Great being with you. Got to love talking college football and his rapid fire picks, Coach Barnett. It's Missouri, not Missouri. Uh, <laughs> Dean Blevins takes us down to the Red River. That's on the way. More thoughts on Nebraska, Illinois with Danny Burke. His best bets.